What's up, everybody? This is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 85 of Limited Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today we have two patients joining us. One is a current Limited patient, and another is a prospective Limited patient. We have DJ Cyborg, the prospective patient. Surgery's coming up in about, what, like a month? Two, two weeks. Two weeks. Oh my gosh, man. That's, that's exciting. Holy crap. And then we have Phaedrus, who is about two weeks into his lengthening process. So this is going to be an exciting show. Um, so I actually want to start with you, DJ Cyborg. It's been a long time uh, since you've been on the show. So your surgery is coming up um, in two weeks. You're getting the femurs done. Tell everybody like about what you're getting done, why you want to get you know the lengthening surgery done. And yeah, let's go into that. Yeah, so... Height has just been something that's on my mind like every single day for the past, I would say, three and a half years. I wanted to get this surgery done back in 2020 when um, all the COVID stuff was happening and there was still the stride nail uh, at that time. I think it was the stride nail. And yeah, just things, you know, um, didn't work out because then it got recalled and then I decided to wait on it and I waited and waited and waited and now I'm just pulling the trigger because regardless, I'm going to be back walking in December this year if I get it with precise nails compared to stride, you know, could be in the next year, who knows when, whenever the weight, next weight bearing nail comes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you were just waiting for that nail. Um, let me ask you this. So do you really feel that that nail is going to be the game changer for the lengthening process for you? Or do you think that like you may have waited too long to get it done with say like the precise or fit bone? Um, I wouldn't say I waited too long because I'm still fairly young. Um, I'm I'm not not even 26 yet, so I'm in oh. my mid 20s. So um, yeah. I wouldn't say I waited too long, but um, it would be a game changer because uh, just having the weight bearing capacity and you'll pretty much heal like two months faster. You'll yeah. be back up and walking two months faster. But at this time, it's just well, if I get it with precise, I'll be finished with this. Like I'll be walking by December versus if I'm waiting for the weight bearing now, it could be another six months or 12 months after that. Now it's just like, well, just get it done rather than wait. Cause the end goal is you get taller, you're walking and I'll get that faster with the precise currently. Yeah, no, that's a great point you bring up because I had a consultation with a, uh, a younger guy as well uh, two weeks ago. And he said, Hey, look, I know the weight bearing nail is coming out to select clinics in the fall, like around November, and I could get it done with that, but I could literally like be just like what you said, be done lengthening, walking normally by the holiday season. So he was just deciding that I'm just going to go ahead and get it done with the uh, current technology on the market. So um, no, I think that's fair. I think that for people who want like more mobility independence during the lengthening process, I think that for them, then it might, might make sense to wait for the nail. Um, and it also gives a sense of security to the patient, but also to the surgeons, because a lot of these surgeons have found out that nail malfunctions are at a, there's a higher rate of nail malfunctioning um, when you have a non-weight bearing nail, when the capacity of the nail is below the, 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 the patient of the, or above, yeah, below the patient's uh, weight. So, all right, uh, Phaedrus, welcome back, brother. No, he, he's going to probably rejoin. Sometimes it has some issues, but anyway, okay, cool. Well, we got DJ Cyborg's, um, the reason why he wants to get lengthening done he's getting done in two weeks it's exciting you're getting the femurs done right and the femurs and i'm shooting for six to six and a half centimeters and okay. it's with uh dr burkholz in nice. south africa that guy's a beast he's going to be part of the uh 
the new listing of our surgeons, and I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, he's also going to be, he has a new package for a lot of you guys, so uh, it's exciting. I'm going to be sharing that with our launch. Uh, come on. There's Phaedrus. Testing, testing. He's here. Yes. Hallelujah. What is up? Hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> it's good to have you back, man. I've been, I feel like, like I've been talking to you, Victor. What's that? <laughs> I feel like I've been talking to you, just uh, you couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, I no, you yeah, I just couldn't hear you. Man, you're you're about what, two weeks in now to your lengthening process. Uh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. So tell us a little bit about that. Cause like look, we have DJ Cyborg who's two weeks before his lengthening, and you're literally a month away from where he was where he is right now, um, two weeks in. So what you're you're at that point where the pain starts to kind of take a, a drop. Um yeah. Do you notice that right now? Like, has because you remember, like, when you were here last time, the, the narcotics were was wearing off, or the pain blocker, um, the nerve block. Now you're probably start. Then you started to feel the pain, but then is it dropping off now? Yeah, I, I would say it's like um, once I had the surgery, um, I improved in the hospital. Mm -hmm. When I went to the rehab center, uh, you start increasing your clicking frequency like 15 20 clicks and that's where things took a real sharp downturn because distracting uh really takes a lot of a big toll on the body for me at least and um yeah. i remember like the initial pain medication was not enough so i had to up it to oxy um and then it was just i had this horrible stabbing pain on my inner thigh mm. and i mean i had all kinds of ideas about what it was but finally with the surgeon we figured out it was um my adductor the tendon on the hip was basically inflamed and i think the medical term is adductor tendinopathy mm -hmm. so uh we've been just managing that with like ibuprofen and some like ana like numbing cream Okay. Um, but as you mentioned, I think today was kind of uh, one of the best or better days that, nice. you know, the past two weeks, the pain has definitely uh, been more manageable. Okay. And uh, surgical pain is, is down. Wow. Distraction rate is constant. We already dropped from 20 to 15 to 14. Today was the first day of 14 clicks. And Dropping the clicking rate does uh, does help a lot. So so far so good. Let me ask you about that clicking rate. So what? Because obviously twenty clicks or twenty one clicks is the eight. Uh, sorry, the millimeter per day, correct? Yes. Okay, and you went down to fourteen. So like, what is that in terms? I, I can't calculate that. Is that like a yeah? Uh, Fifteen is about a three quarter inch. Point okay. seven five. Ten is point five. The um, the schedule they have is you on your first day do 15 mm -hmm. and you do two days of 20 okay. followed by uh, 15 until you reach I think 1.5 centimeters okay. and then you drop down to 14 um, for a week 13 mm -hmm. for a week 12 up until you reach I think two centimeters and then mm -hmm. 11 until you reach two and a half or three and a half and then at 10, you, uh, you start that at around four centimeters. Wow. 
That is so interesting. So they really are really uh, gradually reducing the clicking rate, um, the frequency for the rate of lengthening as the weeks go on. And I guess it's to kind of, you know, prevent extreme muscle um, spasms and stuff like that. Yeah. Dr. Becker took over Dr. Bet's practice in October of 2022. Mm -hmm. And he introduced some things like compression pants. Like he was a um, plastic surgeon before did like liposuction. So he, he brought in some stuff from his other practice, I suppose. And um, yeah, one of the things that they changed was the clicking rate. I think previously patients um, with Dr. Betts would commonly do 20 to 15. Mm -hmm. um, but Dr. Becker, I guess, was just kind of playing with it and found that... Um, the patients, most of his patients, if they distracted at 10 clicks a day or half a millimeter a day, it was a good balance between uh, toll on the body as well as kind of like, uh, I think he mentioned it has to do with growth velocity. Like it's more, it, it's closer to like a normal or uh, not natural yeah. distraction rate at half I a just millimeter. So I just yeah. was wondering, like, like has that at 0.5 for the femurs for people who have really good nutrient partitioning, like meaning like they have good protein turnover, like, you know, protein synthesis rates in their body and stuff for their metabolism, um, they probably would rebuild bone pretty quickly and, you know, risk that premature consolidation. No, or is it just, or is he watching for that? Like how often do you get x-rays? When you go uh, back, he asks for a, I think actually every two weeks. Okay. I gotcha. So every two weeks. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's perfect. You, you, obviously you're not going to pre-consolidate in that time. I'm just wondering for like people who lay bone down, like it's bricks, you know, and I, I've heard of younger patients doing that. Um, even if they're going at 0.8, like I did my tibia at like one and I was in my early twenties. And if I would have went any slower, I would have pre-consolidated. And that's just because I was eating a lot of protein. I knew what I was doing with my diet. And um, no, that just, that's very interesting. That's very cool. Um, but I love what he's doing with the compression pants because um, like I said in my video way back, you know, my surgeon, she gave me a molded cast, which really helped compress a lot of the swelling and inflammation away. And my pain dropped off a clip, cliff. It was just incredible. Like I went off of all my narcotics. I think that maybe a Tylenol here and there, but it just really helps. So you're going to, you probably noticed that it's helping tremendously, right? I, I think it did, but um, one of the yeah. complications or challenges I had in the beginning, which I'm still dealing with, is mm -hmm. uh, a lot of swelling and hematoma formation on my right leg. Like okay. um, in my journal, I have like some photos of uh, how it looks and stuff. But right now, the hematoma has moved down my leg, so it's it's pretty funny. It's actually like in my foot now. So one of my right foot looks like. A little baby's foot. It's like oh, really? really? It's like really swollen. <laughs> Extremely swollen. Oh and my! God. And I put it next to my left, and I'm like, "This is someone else's foot." <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's quite funny, but um, I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. The hematoma is like at the bottom, so. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. I, I wonder. I wonder what that's all from because you're. I mean, you're you're moving around pretty good, and um, inflammation. I, maybe it kind of like pushed a lot of the fluid in that one area. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Um. Did he have any concerns about that or? No, that was the expected uh, path that the hematoma would go from incision yeah. site down mm -hmm. the leg 
down to the foot. And I think it, it kind of just is um, like I, I found that one of the weird things is I go to the restroom, number one, way more than and any water I drink. So I imagine that it's yeah coming from that yeah there's a lot of fluid i think i i did have some swelling in my my calf and stuff for a little while there i can't remember perfectly it's just been so long it's been like a decade but anyway cool um very cool man well that's glad i'm glad to hear that it sounds like you're doing really well um how's your thought process like your your yeah your mental state like is it clearer than it was two weeks ago yeah i think um initially out of the hospital like in the hospital stay every day progressively better mm. rapidly when you get to the rehab center it's great in the beginning because you have your own private room it's um you know you get you're not you're not sleeping in a hospital bed <laughs> you can take a shower whenever you'd like you're more independent there's food buffet style but the distraction causes a lot of pain and mm. There was a period in the, I'd say, between the first and second week where I was just, I remember like just six, seven, six, seven, eight out of 10 kind of pain experiences and had to make adjustments. But I think having constant pain just makes you me, makes myself just kind of irritable, uh, just kind of unhappy and just. Not wanting to know why I'm in pain and fix it, but um, yeah. once once that was um, fixed, or at least there was a solution in place where you could do this to reduce your pain, then my uh, mental state improved a lot. And that was, I would say, that happened maybe like a few days ago. So things okay. are good now. There are a lot. That's awesome. Very good. I, I love to hear that. I love to hear that the lengthening process is slowly turning into a waiting game because once it gets there, it's just literally click or you know lengthen whatever de device you have. Get to your desired length. Obviously, do your physical therapy along the way and be taller, you know, and just focus on normalizing your walk and getting back to normal life. But it's coming. It's coming soon. It's in the next couple of weeks. That's awesome, Phaedrus. Very cool. Well, we also have Jacob who just joined. Welcome back, Jacob. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, brother. How are you, man? Like, look, you're, you're how far into your lengthening process? Um, I'm just about 60, a little shy of 60 millimeters, um, about 10 weeks in, so. That's incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. You're going to be done in like what? Like three and a half weeks? Um, Four weeks oh. and two days, but who's counting? I'm, I'm lengthening at 0.75. Uh, oh, okay. Right okay. Now. Got you. Yeah. Um, yes. I had some nerve issues early on. And so the doctor had me go on gabapentin and try 0 0.75. And um, honestly, I think a lot of doctors are fine with 0.75 on femurs and some even advocate for it just yeah. because it doesn't really change the t the day you consolidate that much um since your bone is forming while you're distracting anyways mm -hmm. um so it's not like uh because you take um a month longer to end your lengthening day your fully consolidation weight bearing day is going to be a month later um right so, yeah. No, that's that's actually really true. It's like, and it also depends on like <clears throat> how fast you're healing and stuff. But I think that, uh, like Phaedrus just said, he's kind of at the point seven five right now, and he's slowly getting even less than that. Um, I think that a lot of patients do need to lengthen slower to prevent delayed unions. Like we saw this with the stride nail, and I don't think it was just. The stride nail definitely had its own like overweight bearing capacity, meaning like it was too good of a weight bearing nail. But I think here's what I think. I think that you know with that lengthening at one millimeter per day 
for a lot of people who just don't lay bone down as quickly as others, they just need to slow down the lengthening rate. And I think surgeons are getting better. They're getting, they're learning, they're learning along the way. And I think that that's what it's all about. Cause like way back when I got it done, it was just very new. These internal nails lengthen at one millimeter per day, the bone should heal up. And it did. I was very young, but for, uh, we just had somebody else join, <clears throat> but for a lot of people, it didn't. So, um, oh, okay. We have another patient here. Oh, this is awesome. Oh. Man. <laughs> these, these open mics are like better than the actual fan shows. Like, this is crazy. Sure. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't think I was No, no, I, w I wasn't talking about anything. I was just rambling. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I was just trying to listen in, but um, I joined by oh. mistake. Yeah. Sorry, is there... Can I... I you can absolutely talk. No, this is a patient show. That's what it's all about. I put the open link there for people to join. So, oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so I'm I'm just listening. You can get ramble on if you want. Oh, okay, you just listen. That's awesome. Well, this is cool. I love this full house of patients. We have literally five people on here right now. It's cool, guys. Um, but yeah, what I was saying is that I think that lengthening of the femurs, the distraction rate should be slowed down. And we see a lot of clinics that sometimes speed this up to 1.5. And I think that now, from this panel of patients that we have here, we're starting to see that it should actually go the other way, almost half that at rate, um, which one millimeter per day for femurs, you can probably get away with it for most averagely healthy guys. But to, do, to avoid a very common delayed union, which I think is probably one of the most common complications um, recoverable complications that you can have is a delayed union. Maybe like Jacob said, nerve irritation, and then you're going to always get a muscle contracture. It'll be mild, but it, you can always get rid of it with a physical, physical therapy. But I think, um, <clears throat> I think that, yeah, I think slowing down the lengthening rate is really uh, what a lot of surgeons are picking up on. So very cool. Awesome, guys. Well, we are all here. We have you patients. So we have patients who are watching and they're going to be asking you some questions. So we're going to go through the live Q&A right now. So um, I'm going to ask this one from Benjamin Minoza, the always the MVP of the show. <laughs> He's basically asking, what were your previous heights before and what are your current heights now? So we're going to go around the panel and we're just going to go ahead and say that. So DJ Cyborg, you're going to just say your height now and what you want to get to since you're a prospective patient. Yeah, so I'm 174.5 in the mornings right now. I'm looking to get six, so that'll land me around the 180.5 area. Nice. Dude, dude, you're my height right now, and then you want to get to one, 5'11". So 5'11", huh? <laughs> yeah, 5'11". That's right. <laughs> That's the best height. That's a screw six foot. <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. That's awesome, brother. Very cool. Um, Pedris, what about you, man? Hey. Yeah, I'm in the morning 173, and... Um, Looking to get to 181 or 180, so similar to uh, DJ Cyborg. Okay, very cool, man. Uh, Jacob? We are all the same. Um, five, eight and a half, um, and going to uh, 511.65. Okay, okay, very cool. Look at that. Just stand shy of the six, six foot club. I love it. Um, and uh, MX, um, or if you have a nickname, I can just call you. I'll just say MX. Max? Yeah. Uh, yeah. MX is fine. Um, MX, I'm, okay. I'm not a patient. Um, I'm just, I just wanted to listen in. Um, oh. I thought I could just like, like sign up to this Streamlabs thing and you have to like approve to like get in. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to I up. see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, no. Um, in fact, I have an affiliate link down in the description. If you click that, you can go ahead and sign up all you want. <laughs> no, but, um, no, that's fine, brother. You can just, you can listen in. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I just chilling. Very cool. Are you thinking about it? Well, what's, what's your what's your current height right now? Just say what your height is. Just you got to uh, do so that. My current height at the moment is uh, 170 centimeters. Um, okay. I'm looking to get it done at some point in the future before I turn 26. Okay. Um, so I'm 23 at the moment. And um, yeah, I'm looking to 
like at least get to uh, 180. I don't know how possible that is. Um, there's like 10 centimeters, which is like quite substantial. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, it is it's substantial, but you can definitely do it through two surgeries. Um, it's very possible. And like I said, you have time on your hands. So um, take your time, you know, get yeah. the allocate the resources and you know just lengthen and observe you'll you'll do you'll do fine so awesome very cool guys all right uh this one's for phaedrus uh ls the guy who saved the day uh can you accidentally click outwards or is it only inwards clicks that can be accidental because i noticed that when you lengthen you do inwards first <clears throat> yeah um the accidental clicks are only inward because the inward click is the click that extends the nail and the outward click resets the nail so in the left leg the inward click is um yeah so in both legs it's it's the inward click that's accidental okay gotcha and that does that sometimes happen at night yeah actually in the hospital i had my first accidental click because uh when you're sleeping you roll over and your left my left leg basically clicked and then in the next in the morning but i don't really feel it in the morning i was putting on my shoe and mm. that was outward click so i had one accidental ah. click uh they for future patients basically if you're moving around the best way is just to kind of hook your legs together uh, or kind of cross your legs and hook the feet together and that creates a secure position so you won't accidentally click Okay, very good. Good tip. All right, cool. All right. So this next question from Ben, he has great questions. Uh, so which segments are you guys all lengthening femur or tibia? And how much length are you did you achieve so far? So um, yeah, so I think this will be good. So what bones are you guys lengthening? So DJ Cyborg, uh, we'll just go around the panel here. So you're up. Yeah, femur is definitely looking to get six to six and a half centimeters. Nice. Phaedrus? Femurs, six to eight. Six to eight, love it. Uh, Jacob? Yeah, I think most people are femurs. If you're looking to get the bang for your buck, that's definitely the one. It's easier, safer, and cheaper for most um, you know, places. So yeah, femurs, eight centimeters, um, hopefully. Gotcha. And then MX, you're here. I got I to gotta bring you in on it. Which, which bones would you like? You said you want to get to 80, 180, so I guess both. But uh, which one would you do first? Um. I feel like a, a longer tibia is uh, favored, right? Um, in, in, in terms of aesthetics. Okay. So I feel like I, I would get that done first, and then maybe down the line, if um, the femur is possible, then probably get femur done. Let me ask you this, though. Like, looking at yourself in the mirror with, let's say, some trunks on, like, mid-thigh, would you yeah. think to yourself that you feel like you have short tibias? Um, I think I do, uh, especially when I'm wearing like trousers and stuff. It starts to bunch up a little bit more uh, around the, the tibia rather than my femurs. So I feel like proportionally, I think my femurs, I mean, my tibias, they should be longer, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I think that <clears throat> the tibias are a really unique bone because if you lengthen them safely, you have no complications. It's great because although minus the scarring, um, you can always add more muscle to make them look more normal you know like longer femurs it's like adding muscles of femurs it's like it's you think it's easy it's not i mean you have the hamstrings the quads yeah. and stuff but the calves they can sweep you can work that inward the inner calf like the and then the outer part of the gastroc you can work the soleus to thicken the gastroc from the other side the peroneus you can work the tibialis anterior there's so many muscles you can work to kind of give that illusion of a thicker calf which makes it a little bit shorter to make it look more aesthetic so i, I kind of yeah. agree with you uh but again you know we want to be careful because over lengthening can kind of 
cause tugging or tautness in those anchor points like the tendons yeah. the Achilles tendon big one to watch out for because when I got back from tibia lengthening I was starting to do walking lunges and I noticed that I started to get this soreness on the back of my heel where, where uh, the t uh, Achilles tendon um, inserts into the calcaneus and I was like holy crap if I rupture my Achilles tendon like what was limb lengthening all for so you got to be very careful you know get back your full flexibility and take your time so very cool um zazzles going into the window setting oh he was just trying to help us out earlier oh, okay oh yeah thanks zazzles i appreciate your help yeah uh ls got beat you to it well at least i saw his <laughs> all right um <clears throat> khalil uh hey cyborg big fan would you consider having a height surgery cheating the societal social hierarchy and unfair to others oh that's a good question let's actually talk about this this is huge actually uh pretty much overriding your genetics so this is the discussion that he uh, khalil wants to know so um let's go around the panel uh get your guys's take on this so dj cyborg do you think that getting limb length surgery is cheating your genetic code that's that's interesting uh I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I I don't think it is, but I can see how some people can think that is kind of like cheating. Um, okay. I, I don't I don't think it's unfair because uh, it is open to everyone. Like technically, anyone can get it. Like it's, you know, no one's pointing a gun at your head saying you can't <laughs> get this done. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 accessible to everyone. It's it's well i wouldn't say that i think it's just it's available to everyone if they can you know afford it um yeah phaedrus what do you think about this do you think that getting limb lengthening done for stature is a uh chico for people who or is it just like they're jealous what, what's the deal here i think it's a strange question because yeah. you're isolating one procedure but it's like looking at the tree in a forest they're or all kinds of um, cosmetic and plastic procedures that have been done for many, many years. And would you say that getting breast augmentation is a cheat code? You know, is uh, getting plastic surgery a cheat code? It, it's it's kind of. I think as long as you don't hurt anybody, and you have the means, it's your body, your choice. I think that um, you know you take a risk, a big risk doing these procedures financially, um, socially, and, you know, that, that risk have, must have some reward. And I don't think it's I, that, that word cheating has never entered my mind. I think of it as an opportunity, right? Like we have this opportunity. We were born in a time where this is even possible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my knee jerk reaction to that. Question. I love that. I love that. Like we were born in this time and this is like available to us. This is an option we can do to, you know, pretty much make us happier. That's really good. Uh, Jacob, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, as Faber said, it's, it's not that much different than other cosmetic surgeries. Um, I mean, this is way harder than other ones. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I wouldn't like blurt it out to others going like, Oh, Hey, I got them lengthening surgery, but by getting a serious relationship, it's also not something that I would hide or lie about. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like they should eventually, I, I wouldn't like go on the first date and told them, tell them, Hey, I'm not actually six feet, but eventually down the line, like three or four dates in, I think as you get into something serious, um, this isn't something you should lie about. Um, you should tell them, Hey, I did get this, um, whatnot. Uh, maybe you can have subtle ways to do it 
So just going like, oh, I laid discrepancy. And then I ended up just, um, you know, adding, um, doing it on the other leg and having like two extra inches to my height. But I was five, um, nine prior to the surgery. Um, mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, I love that answer too. No, yeah. I think that you can have an excuse or like kind of a story to kind of like cover yourself, but this is becoming very popular. And at the point where people might come up to you and say, Hey, look, you know, I think that, well, let's continue on. I, I'll tell you my point at the end. Um, MX, what do you think? Um, yeah, pretty much what everyone else said. Um, my whole stance on it is, um, that it, it's a very ruthless world that we live in and it's, it's a very competitive environment. Um, I, I know like whenever people hear about limb lengthening surgery online, they like to have this very um, visceral response to it in, in the sense that like they look down on people who get it done. And um, to be honest, like they say like, oh, you should just be confident in yourself and like um, short kings and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I think that I can only take you so far. You can have all the confidence in the world, but if you stand next to a guy who is, you know, like six foot two, um, like really athletic and stuff, um, you're going to be, you know, viewed in like a very competitive sense so i think to to be honest like if you've got like the means to do it and we live like obviously in a world now where we can get it done and it's a uh, we're very fortunate to live in this time i think you should definitely get it done like it's, mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that's afforded to you by um being born in this time so that's awesome i love that that's a great answer too okay uh and bobby we have you join the show welcome man um i think you were here a couple weeks ago right Oh yeah, I was here a couple of weeks ago. Awesome, man. Well, welcome back. Um, yeah, so we have this amazing question here from Khalil. He's basically asking, do you think that getting stature lengthening done is kind of cheating? And I think that um, a good way to kind of frame this question, I want to ask you in a different way, is um, there's research that proves that like, or not proves, but like states or tries to highlight that being taller is a more masculine attribute. Now, do you think that this is cheating your social advantage in terms of like maybe attracting a partner or um you know your your physical prowess like whatever it's going to be but like in terms of like masculinity do you think that getting stature lengthening done is a cheat code oh well, can you hear me oh yeah yeah i can hear you yeah so uh I, I could give you my take on it so a lot of the affluent society they take their kids to pediatricians they, they check their growth plates if it's not growing within a certain level so say their parents are five seven and five two but they live in you know either europe or the united states where you know you have a certain threshold based on the years of you know the gaps forming in with the growth plates they'll they'll give their kids hgh mm. rather than have to go through all this leg lengthening procedures i have like i used to live in the east coast and i had a lot of people affluent people in manhattan used to take their kids to pediatricians give them hgh and they grew up to be six one six two so uh, this is like a common thing if you have the money and now we have to go through this torturous procedure but i'm just <laughs> like I, I i i actually tell my parents i'm like why the hell did you not do this and i have to go through all this <laughs> so it's just like they do this all the time. I have pediatricians who are cousins and things like that. If you have an affluent parents or if you have like 50,000 in the bank, you could buy HGH before your growth plates form and the kids can grow up to be 6162. There's a very small risk of tumor cancer, very small. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't have to deal with this like you said this barbaric or and it's not barbaric anymore, but this brutal uh rigorous procedure uh it's it's really 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 harsh. And um 
I think I, I kind of agree with everybody here. I think that it's not cheating anything. I think that like everybody said, it's available to you and it's a solution to whatever issue you have. Like for me, it was different for everybody else, but obviously whether it's like height, stature, whatever it's like, enhancing your, yeah, whatever, whatever your like issue is, if it's discrepancy or height, I think that is a solution and getting it done is not a cheat code. So uh, that's my answer. I agree with you guys. So awesome. Very cool. Great question, Khalil. I think I have to give you the MVP for the best question of the day. Um, that was really, really in-depth. All right, let's keep it moving here. Um, how long have you been live? I've been, I'm a little late. Yeah. All right, let's see. I hope I get my surgery. Hey, Victor. Okay, here we go. Um, Ace RPG. Hey, Victor, you said that you spoke to some fit bone patients. Were they cosmetic patients? Because I didn't find any doctors who actually use it. Yeah, no, they were st stature lengthening patients. One was a discrepancy patient out of the, like the 10 that I talked to. Um, there are surgeons that use the fit bone still. I don't know if Dr. Baumgart, who was like the co-inventor of it, still uses or does stature or not. He should. I mean, he probably does. Um, but he still uses it. Dr. Thaler in Germany is a big user of it. I don't know if he's, I think he's an invasive consultant now, so he's probably not. Um, oh, we have somebody else joining. And then we have uh, Dr. Burkholz, I know, uses it. Wow, this is huge, guys. <laughs> and then um, there's a, a surgeon in the US who, because now Orthofix bought out the FitBone, the license to that. So I think it's now moved to the US in Texas. I think that's where they're based, uh, Orthofix. So there's a surgeon that uses it in the US. I don't know, remember who it was. So it's come over here. I don't know which clinics are going to get it. Again, I made that recent nail video. You can compare the precise to the Fibona all day, every day, and it's up to you what's better. I'm not going to endorse any products here live, <laughs> but yeah, I think most patients kind of know what's best for them. So yeah, they were, most of them were cosmetic patients. I think about eight and then like one or two were discrepancy patients. And one of them was a nail malfunction. Like the nail was actually bent and actually got a femur fracture because of it. I think that was the patient who put his feet down too soon before the consolidate was all there. Um, the other one was the lengthen the, the rod was just didn't lengthen. I think it was like a poor trans transduction of the receiver and the receptor or whatever, you know, contraption they have going on with the fit bone. And the other ones were pretty clear. So that was two out of 10, you know, so that's pretty high 20% malfunction rate. You do that to the precise. I don't know what the statistics are on that. I talked to a lot more uh, precise patients, so I'd have to run numbers, but I think that the only things I see with precise are bending of the nail maybe patients walking too soon. Um, there have been some like issues where it didn't lengthen where the ERC wasn't making contact magnetically, maybe too muscular of the thighs, or uh, I don't know, they weren't putting it directly on the contact where the, the magnet was. So it could, you know, turn it. So you compare the two. Yeah. So I don't want to keep going on that thing, but yeah, they were, they were cosmetic patients in there. Cool. Welcome to the show. Nailed legs. <laughs> so you must be a, a actual limb lengthening patient. I'm guessing. Nailed, nailed legs. You there? Let me unmute you. You, you just want to listen? If you press the unmute button, you should be able to talk. I can press it for you. Sorry about that. There you go. Welcome, brother. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? Doing good, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining. Are you a, uh, a current patient, prospective, past patient? I'll be getting it done in about uh, a year. I've kind of got it uh, nailed down huh, to uh, three different uh, doctors, but yeah, it'll be getting in a year from now. Very cool, man. That's awesome. Um, and just to kind of revisit some of the questions we talked about earlier, what's your um, reason for getting it done and uh, what's your current height and what's your desired height? Uh, currently, I'm about uh, 
five, five and a half. Okay. Um, my goal is to eventually get to uh, five, ten, but that'll be, you know, spread out between uh, two different surgeries. Uh, likely we'll just do uh, the femurs first, do seven on that. And then uh, tibias, I'll come back, you know, a year, maybe two years later, and then do uh, four and a half on that. And it'll get me right to my goal. Nice, man. That's awesome. Doing it safely. I love this. I think everybody on this panel is doing it safely. Finally, Cyborg for Life is paying off. People, patients are listening. I love it. Great job. I love it, Nailed Legs. Um, well, that sounds awesome. So thanks for joining us. We're going to continue the discussion here. So cool. All right, let's keep it rolling. So uh, Phaedrus, this question's for you from JM. Uh, Phaedrus, since you have gone through with the surgery and you, you're using the Betts bone, do you regret using the Betts bone because of the clicking or would you have rather used the Precise if it was weight-bearing? Yeah, it's a good question. If the stride nail had been available, uh, I would have done it with Paley. Um, but that was not the case. I didn't want to wait. So I went with Betsbone. So far, the clicking for me has been very smooth. Um, there's, I have videos of me clicking in my diary, if anyone's curious. Mm -hmm. And it's still early. I'm at 1.6 centimeters lengthened. So you know, the tension is going to grow and I guess we'll see, but right now I do not regret uh, using the Betts bone. It's great to be able to walk around and Germany's uh, not too bad. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I think it could be incredible, a weight-bearing nail while you're getting taller. It's an incredible concept and it's really coming to reality. And I think in the next five to 10 years, we're going to have a lot more medical device companies coming out with these nails and the, the technology is going to get better. Like I, I, for a fact, know there's smart technology that companies want to embed in these nails. They're just trying to find the right agreement, partnership, and way to do it. But we're talking some serious stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. So, um, okay, next question. <clears throat> JM, Victor, the new weight-bearing nail this fall, what is the material being used? Like cobalt? I actually don't know. I know nothing about like its makeup, its material. Uh, we'll figure it out when they release it. So, um, okay, let's keep it moving. Jacob, this one's for you from JM. JM always has good questions as well. Uh, Jacob, how is your bone consolidation and how is your flexibility? How was your flexibility before the surgery? You were at 60 millimeters. Are you able to go the full 80 millimeters? Um, so x-rays, when I, I take them uh, once every two weeks, uh, doctor says it's like pretty normal growth. It's not like super fast. It's not slow. I'm a 26-year-old male, so... Um, it's like expected to not have too much complications, uh, flexibility prior to the surgery. I think I, I'm not, I wasn't flexible. Like I would do some stretches, um, maybe a month prior to surgery. Every time I worked out, I'd probably stretch like five to 10 minutes, um, on my legs prior to doing upper body, but I was not flexible. Um, but even with that now at 60 millimeters, um, like, yeah, you can feel the tightness, but it's nothing unbearable. Mm -hmm. um i stretch a lot every day i stretch like two hours a day um right. myself i don't use physical therapy it's something that i just kind of like try to commit myself to doing the work to mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't see any reason i can't go 80 millimeters um i'm just like a month away so yeah very cool man well we wish you the best of luck we hope you get there um yeah no i i kind of find out from most patients that the femurs, they have the success rate for the femurs. Now I did a YouTube short, I think the other day about like, what's the percentage of patients that hit their goal? 90% for overall stature lengthening patients. We're talking tibias and femurs, but for the femurs alone, it's higher. It's like 95%. And the reason why is because 
the femur just, I don't know, it just can handle more length and people just hit their goals a lot easier. The tibia, I find that once they go over like three, three and a half uh, centimeters, things get really hard really fast. Aquinas starts to kind of develop. Uh, they start to feel some nerve issues, um, numbness, um, all kinds of things start to happen. So I think the tibias are like a, like a more complicated segment to do for lengthening. So I think everybody on this panel has chosen the right bone, <laughs> at least for the first one. Sorry, MX, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving here. Um, all right, so next question is for Phaedrus as well, JM. Phaedrus, how is your consolidation going? Do you notice in the extra, do you notice, did you notice in the extras that the clicking and breaking up the new callus, new formed callus? Oh, so like as you click, did you break up the new callus? Um, I've only had one x-ray, which was the oh, okay. x-ray that shows the initial gap. So I can't answer this. Okay, very cool. We'll keep having you on so you can tell us more about it. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Um, oh, sorry, Shiloh, I missed your question here. Will limb lengthening ever become considered gender-affirming care for truly short guys below 5'7"? That's an interesting question. Let's take a few guys to answer this one. Um, nailed legs, what do you think? Let's start with you. Let's go backwards. Uh, <clears throat> I kind of had a feeling it was a, a troll question, but <laughs> funny nevertheless. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that there may be something in that vein because, you know, you see with breast augmentation in women how, you know, that is commonly done in women that don't necessarily need it, but maybe they had a, you know, traditionally it was supposed to be for women that had mastectomies for breast cancer, but now it's for women that they just want to get it, you know, and they may have their own reasons like, hey, this makes me feel more feminine. And that's totally valid. You know, I, I totally support any woman that wants to, you know, do that and do that safely. Um, you know, maybe in time, you know, the same would be uh, the same perspective for, you know, men in this procedure, you know, it, it may get to that at some point in the future. Mm, that's, that's interesting. I love it. Uh, Bobby, what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I actually think, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually think, yeah, there might be something where they'll approve it because, there's multiple parts to this. Like I had a friend of mine who was going through this procedure, but they actually are like um, super small, like going from a female to a male. And it's mm -hmm. like, they're only like five, two. So it's just like, you know, it's really hard to tell that they're going to be actual a male because of their height. So it might be something that they have to go with insurance companies, do like a psychological background test, things like that. And I think eventually it should get passed because if they want the full, you know, experience, I think the height is part of it as well. I like that. That makes sense. No, I think so. I think it's going to sooner be attached that this is a, a cosmetic procedure that is available to men, that not all men should get it done, but it's available for those who want to enhance that aspect of their life. And I agree with you. Um, okay, great. Let's, uh, we'll just keep asking questions to the other parts of the panel. Let's just keep it moving here. Uh, this one's for, oh, look at this. We have Daniel's new life. <laughs> this is, I, you look, I can hold 12 people on this, this panel because we're getting pretty close to max now. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow, we're getting there. We're getting there. This is awesome. Welcome, Daniel. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, how you been? Good, good. Thanks. Thanks. Not bad. Thanks how for joining. Yeah, so we're just doing um, live Q&A here, just asking some questions. So uh, we're yeah, moving right along here. <laughs> just want to see how your stuff. Yeah, sure. That's cool. Cool, brother. Uh, so this one's towards Jacob. It's saying, uh, since you were close to being done, what would you have done differently if you had, uh, do you have any regrets so far? 
Um, I don't have any regrets so far. Um, like there's complications, like small complications, like nerve irritations that I've went through. This process sucks. Not going to lie. It's, it's going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done. And it's more so it's not like the pain. It's just the, the, it takes so long to recover every day you wake up and then you're just like, Oh my God, I got to lengthen again. And then four hour passes by like in an instant, you're like, Oh my God, I got to stretch and lengthen again. Um, like I, I know how hard it's going to be prior to doing it. So I don't have regrets while I'm going through it. Um, you know, as anyone that's done it, most people say the only regret is they wish they did it sooner. Um, and same, same as me, I wish I did it during COVID, um, once it started, um, and, but I didn't, so I'm, I'm going to do it now and just get it done with, I'm not going to wait and enjoy the rest of my twenties. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that I had a question for, you know, a lot of people who get this done. And I don't think it, I don't even, you guys don't even need to answer this. This is going to be like a, a hypothetical question, but it's like, if somebody asked me this, it's like, I think it was a, some reporter, you know, I always get them in my email and they're like, you know, do you think that this is something guys in their early to mid twenties are trying to do to, you know, reap the benefits? And I think that predominantly, yes, because you know, analytics say that between 18 and 34, that's like the, the prime age that people get this done. But I found that there's a significant amount of people that are over the age of 35, you know, in their forties, mid forties that are getting this done. And they're just as happy. Like, I don't think it's restricted to any one age. I think that there's more people that get it done in that younger age group, but I don't know. I just want everybody to think about this. It's like, I think this procedure is for anybody young, mid-age old, whatever it is that feels like they just wanted to be taller. You know, I think that's what this stature lengthening is for. And yeah, it has its indirect benefits. Like, yeah, maybe you can attract a partner. Maybe you can get a promotion at your job. Maybe you can get more social respect, whatever that is. Um, maybe you'll feel more confident. But I think that that is for anybody. You have that deep little voice in your, your body that just said, you look, I just want to be taller. And this, like we talked about earlier, this procedure is available to do that. So um, I think that's pretty cool. So that made me think. Yeah, that. I definitely, I definitely yeah. second your point on this isn't just for dating purposes, right? Like, sure, getting taller, um, it'll help you dating in your dating life. But it's not mm -hmm. just because of that you want to go taller. So many people in the clinic they were like 40 years old. They have a family. You just don't want to be like a five, five or five, six guy, like just social interactions. Um, maybe they get looked down differently and it sucks. Our society is like that. They judge people based off of like something they can't control, but you know, like quote, quote, can't control since, you know, we can kind of control with being a cyborg now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, um, you know, like people get it for various reasons. Um, and I definitely think, getting three inches will be beneficial uh, for a male. Absolutely. Because I remember as a kid, it's like, you know, I saw my friends in, you know, I don't know, seventh, eighth grade when they would just, you know, shoot up over the summer. They would like be like three inches taller. I'm like, what the heck? You know, I'm still this height. And it's like, I grew a little bit more after that, but it's, it was nowhere near significant as significant. And I'm like, I just wish I could be taller and getting three inches added to your height. Oh, Oh, Daniel, you had two of them. Let me hide this one. Um, three inches, two inches to your height, five inches if you combo the two, it's incredible. People don't understand. If you go stand on like the large sidewalk or the curbs on the side, like let's say in a city, you just stand on that. That's five inches. That's incredible. That's a lot of height. And if you have like a friend you were just standing on the, the concrete with before and you stand up, you're, you're now five inches taller. 
you know, and if you recover perfectly, it will change your life dramatically. Um, it's pretty incredible. So, okay, let's keep moving. Um, wow, we're already at 56 minutes. This, this might go on. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go on, but look how many people we have here. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, Phaedrus, we already did that. Well, yeah, we're going to skip that one. So um, here we go. TR God is asking, um, have any anybody in the round house, the round table, that did limb lengthening surgery get PRP after surgery, meaning like um, platelet-rich plasma injections to help with bone healing. Anybody have to get that done? I don't think so. Nobody, every, most of you prospective patients actually here, Phaedrus just got into it. So Daniel's new to life. Did you have to get any like bone grafting or PRP injections? Honestly, I had to break my, my bone again because- Oh, you healed too quickly, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I, had about to, that. I did it in my knees before. I don't know if that was really like effective or not. Some people say yeah. Uh, some who do stem cells. I don't know if those are effective yeah. or not. They're, yeah, I hope they're effective, man. Because if it is, like for even for things like arthritis, it's, it, it would be really good. Yeah, um, no, definitely. I think that they have it for like yeah, tissue repair and stuff like that because it just helps with like platelet regeneration. But I. Uh, I don't know how effective it is. I think a lot of surgeons said that they don't know how effective it is for um, bone healing. Uh, BMAC is probably more effective. Um, but anyway, um, let's see here. Okay, we're going to answer this one. He didn't ask a question yet. Are all of you staying locally near your surgeon? So DJ Cyborg, are you going to stay local to where you're getting done in South Africa? Yes, yes. I'll be in South Africa for 90 days. Okay. All right, staying close to the, the clinic there. Phaedrus, you're in Germany. Now, Phaedrus, talk about your, your stay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, here until June 7th. So a few okay. more weeks. That makes about a month. But um, we'll see how things go. If I need to extend, I'll extend. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, Jacob, what about you? Uh, I left after three weeks. Um, the doctor only requires us to stay locally for two weeks where he does his final checkup and you're free to stay or leave. Um, I think 80% of his patients gets the hell out of there. They don't want to <laughs> stay anywhere near that hospital ever yet. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, oh, Bobby just left. I was going to ask him. Uh, but let's, uh, let's ask MX, would you stay local to the, the lengthening, lengthening clinic or would you kind of stay for what's required, like two, three weeks and then bounce if, if um, they allow you? I'd honestly, I'd be, I'd prefer like staying for like the full length of it. Um, okay. What they recommend because I want to get like um, the best treatment possible. If that makes sense. Probably. Yeah, no, that makes. Sense. Yeah, that does. Cool. Um, nailed legs. Uh, what about you? Are going to stay local? Uh, yes, I uh, plan on staying local, and I actually wanted to stay at least a month thereafter after the lengthening process. Um, I apologize if this is a little bit of. Uh, off topic thing, but I think something very often overlooked is the, not just the surgery itself, but the accommodations, the food situation, the flight situation or transportation. Cause you have to remember, I mean, if you don't get a weight bearing bone, you're wheelchair bound, you're crippled. Yeah. And so you're not going to be able to walk until about five months after the initial surgery. And that's going to be like very weak walking. So if you've got a bunch of bags, like heavy checked baggage, how are you going to lift that mm. from your accommodation to your Uber, you know, in the airport terminal and doing all those things until you get all the way back home? And then say, if you're flying internationally, now you have to fly on, you know, some 10 hour plus flight. 
I mean, that's exceptionally brutal. Imagine th- you throw in like a layover. Okay, now yeah. you have to get off the plane. You got to go get your bags. So, I mean, there's really, th- it's not just the surgery, but it's like all these other little things I think are often overlooked. And so my plan is to actually stay for at least a month after. So four months total, just so that way, you know, I can sort of get a little bit more used to, you know, my new body and maybe even stay longer um, just until, you know, I actually truly do feel comfortable enough because that journey isn't an easy one back. It is quite difficult. That's a great uh, answer to that question. And I think you're completely right. I think although you can get help when you're, you're traveling back in wheelchair, there's type of type of country or services they have at the air, airlines and stuff. But just the sheer fact of, like you said, the journey all alone going back, the, you never know the wrong step could be that step that sends you back to the clinic all over again. So staying local until like you feel completely confident, you have a normal walk, you can handle it. And the surgeon says you're full weight bearing without assistance. You can absolutely do that. And it just gives you that sense of security that nothing will happen. So incredible. I love that. Okay. And then Daniel's new life. Um, would you, you, what, what happened with you? Did you stay local to the clinic that you got it done at? Uh, yeah, 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 I did. And I'm completely, completely agreeing with the guy. Uh, just yeah. said. And yeah, I mean, especially with LON, I mean, for sure, like precise might be a bit easier in order to travel because not necessarily you're going to travel with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I do not recommend it all. Like, uh, I, although there were people who did travel back to kind of even with LON, like to to get their lengthening done over there, but I do not, I cannot even like think about it. I'm saying like, what if you get like a minor infection in case of L1 or like, what if your nails stop working or something, then you have to go back extra costs, extra everything, extra headache, you know, staying local is, I think is just the best idea. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that staying local as long as possible. Um, for what's recommended is the best thing. Yeah. All right. Um, let's try to see how many more questions we have in here for these patients here, these amazing perspective and current limb lengthening patients um, and past patients, Daniel. Um, all right. So we talked about the PRP. I saw your your cool question, the epiphany. I'll try to answer that at the end or read it at the end, but let's see here. Uh, if I live in Spain, where should I get my surgery? Uh, yeah. So there's, there's actually a doctor in Spain, but... Um, We'll, we'll talk about that. There's uh, good surgeons all over. I don't know what they're doing out there. Um, okay, let's. Uh, people are just talking amongst themselves. Bobby, H E H, isn't magic. <laughs> if you aren't deficient in it, it will add like five centimeters max. Okay. All right, here we go. This question from Michael Peter. I have 20. I'm 20. I guess I'm 20 years old um, and I'm interested in the surgery. Is it a good idea to do it now and not wait? So what do you guys think for young guys getting this done or waiting until they're a little bit like mid, mid twenties, thirties? What do you think? Let's go around the table. Like uh, DJ cyborg. What do you think? Uh, per- yeah. Personally, I think if you're 20, uh, first check if your growth plates are closed because I continued growing until I was 21. Mm. Uh, first check if your growth plates are closed. If they are, and if you can afford this, then I would say, why not? Um, but if you if you can't afford it, then you know, hold off for a few year, years, or if your growth plates aren't fully closed yet, then just wait a little bit as well. All right, let's get one more take on this. Um, MX, what do you think? The younger the better, or? Uh, yeah, honestly, believe like younger the better because like if you can get them uh, younger, you can enjoy that height for you know longer. 
Um, yeah. But I do agree with um, Cyborg when he said, like, uh, check if your growth plates are closed first and then um, definitely look into getting it done. As, yeah. Yeah, because growth plates don't just fuse all at once. Like, oh, you're 20 years old. Everything seals up at the same time. Yeah. It's not how it works. Yeah, like, like if you have... Problem. Exactly, different parts. Sometimes the spine does first, or the the epiphysis of the. Yeah, it really depends. So yeah, no, definitely. Um, all right. So yeah, Joey Patrick saying the younger the better. I agree. I think you'll heal better. There's gonna be less complications, more time to enjoy it. Um, but let's see here. Okay, so let's try to get a couple more questions in here. So this one, Daniel, you can kind of answer this because you had LON. So I'm about two weeks into the LON on femurs. I have that stabbing pain you were describing. When when did that go away? It's affecting my sleep. I can only manage one to two hours of sleep. Uh, just before I ask you this, I don't know how. I don't know why I cannot really type in the chat. I apologize because I saw some people asking stuff. Oh, okay. I, really, I don't know why I cannot really type uh, in the chat. Type. Yeah, I cannot really type in the chat. Interesting, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna answer this with the stabbing pain. I don't know if which exactly pain you're talking about, but if that's for me, it was like a click. First, it was like a clicking, then it was like a kind of the bone were rubbing at each other, and then yeah, it was like a sharp pain, like a stabbing pain kind of thing. Mm -hmm. For me, I would say I had it for the first uh, first two weeks after lengthening. I didn't have it. The first week before lengthening, I mean, just right after surgery for the first week, I didn't have it. But uh, ever since I started lengthening, I had it for, I would say, a good two weeks. That's why I was being really, really cautious when trying to walk. Uh, I was getting that quite often, especially if I wanted to, like, stand up or sit down or, like, even just a slight movement. Sometimes I was getting in one leg or if I was getting in two legs, it was, like, it was really bad. It was really painful at that time. Gotcha. Yeah, no, man. I'm I'm glad you're sharing your experience with the LON. It's definitely one that I think that should phase out when we get a lot more companies joining this. They can lower the price mm -hmm. and everybody can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish, like, I, I wish really, that's really good. wish. Yeah. I know, man. Believe me, there's so many patients that ask me every day, like, I can't afford this. I'm going to go get LON. I'm yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's see here. We got some more questions in here. Let's try to get bang them out real quick. Um, so Ellis has a question. Michael Picker has a question. Man, these are really coming in. Okay, let's try this one. All right, so from Victor, <laughs> I got to ask that question from Victor uh, Kraluka. Uh, hey, guys, just a short, short question. <laughs> just, like, just a short question. Do you think that after doing limb lengthening surgery, I will be able to continue skiing hard, lifting very heavy at the gym and jumping? So what do you guys think? Um, let me actually get a perspective patient on this one. Nailed legs, what do you think? Are you optimistic that you're going to be able to do everything you can do right now after your lengthening surgery? I would say I'm actually very optimistic, mostly because I'm actually not that athletic of a person outside of just weightlifting. Okay. Uh, the only thing I do is weightlifting. I don't skateboard. I don't ride bikes. I don't even run. I honestly just weightlift. And so um, as long as I can do that, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Very cool. Awesome. All right. And let's get DJ Cyborg and Phaedrus because Cy Cyborg, your thing is coming up in two weeks and then Phaedrus, you're two weeks in. So, uh, DJ. Yeah, I think if you're uh, pretty conservative, then like two years after, you should get back to everything that you, um, you're doing currently, unless you're like um, a professional athlete, like mm -hmm. performing at a really high level. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. All right, uh, let's see. And then Phaedrus, yeah, let's get your Phaedrus's question, uh, take on this real quick. So Phaedrus, yeah. now that you're actually experiencing the lengthening process, are you optimistic that you're going to, everything will normalize and you'll get back your athletic abilities? It's hard to say um, yes right when now. I can't really walk right now. <laughs> um, you know, I'd love to say like, yeah, I can't wait to get back <laughs> to doing everything. But the reality is when you distract, for me at least, every day is going back to zero because okay. the body is just like adjusting. Maybe when I get down to 15 or 10, it'll be different. Oh, sorry, when I get down to 10, it'll be different. But um, maybe age has to do with it. I'm in my early 30s. So, yeah, I would say uh, I'm uh, just kind of seeing how things go. We'll see. Okay. Um, I want to ask this one to you. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead, Emma. A quick, quick question. Um, just to touch up on this uh, question. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know where I read it, but is it, isn't it it a thing where, like, when you extend the bone um, – the bone that fills in in the middle is stronger is is that right it can be yes because of the hypertrophic growth that happens there because your bone will reinforce the break site because of the stressors that go through it but over time it'll remodel itself pretty decently to its original state it but if you weight lift i think mine's more robust and i'm 10 years in so it should have remodeled by now so but it is more robust in that area somebody can tell something happened like oh did you break your leg i'm like yeah, I did. And they're like, okay. They don't know I had limb length any done. But um, yes, the bone can be stronger. It's reinforced. It's either equal or stronger. It's not going to be weaker. Absolutely. Okay. okay yep. Now that's if it's healing. Like if you have a non-union or some parts of it, like like the, the, the anterior cortex of the tibia, like if some aspects aren't healing well and they just don't fill in at all, you need to get a bone uh, graft or something, something to kind of heal it because otherwise – then you do have a compromised bone integrity, like a cortical segment, and it's going to affect things. So, but if everything's like consolidated from all four, you know, quadrants, then you're good. Okay. Yep. Very good question. Uh, so this one I think about is for Phaedrus. Yes. So for stretching and PT, I assume that you have to pay attention to accidental clicks. Does your PT advise on which stretches to avoid additional, additional when done consolidation, how to ensure that you don't click further? Oh, that's a pretty good question. Yeah. Uh, first question, we have seven sets of muscles that we stretch. Each muscle has three exercises, and you mix and match. So it's um, very quickly, quad, hip flexor, glute, IT band, uh, calf, and inner thigh. And mm -hmm. you just rotate through them. We, yeah, you just kind of rotate through them and, and do the stretches. Um, and the second question... When done consolidation, how do you ensure? So when, when you consolidate the bone, um, the callus solidifies and prevents the nail from uh, clicking, basically. Prevents it from turning. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good question. All right. So here we go. we got like four more questions. Let's crank through these guys because I know these long lives are hard for me to do timestamps for, but I love it. I appreciate every single one of you guys for joining the panel. This is huge. Um, so this one is from... <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, wait, no, that's it, right? I lost it. Did he take it off? Darn it. Um, it was a good question. It's right. Uh, I think maybe it took it off. That's okay. Oh, here it is right here. Victor, can you bring back patients that have had this surgery five to 10 years ago so we can see what the outcome has been so far? So besides myself, 10 years in, there are patients out there. They're just not willing to come forward and speak, I think, because they've, you know, went back into their normal lives and they just 
they wanted to forget about it. Look, this has faded. This faded from my mind three years after. Okay. And I forgot about it for like two straight years until I posted on my Instagram way back when I was doing front squats. And I said, Oh, this wouldn't have been possible if I didn't get leg lengthening surgery done. And once I did that, I put hashtag leg lengthening. I had people from different clinics like say, Hey, can we send our patients to like DM you and ask you about the surgery and your experience? And I said, sure. And then they just bombarded me with the questions. I was like, let me just shoot videos and just like send them the video. And like, you know, that's kind of how I started videos. Like, so you do forget about the surgery. Once the pain fades away, you will not remember that you had this done. If you had no complications and if you recover perfectly and um, you achieve your, your length and height, you'll only remember from the scars that you look down and say, where are those from? That's it. But besides that, I forgot I had limb lengthening. Every day I go in the gym, I forget I had it. I don't think, oh, I had leg lengthening surgery done unless I come in here and talk, talk about it. But life is life after limb lengthening. It's just the six months that you're doing it, the year until you get it removed until, and then like the year of full recovery to the two-year mark, that's when you remember limb lengthening. And your life changes for that. You become stronger and a better person and like just more mentally uh, strong, physically strong too because you can handle your pain tolerance shoots to the roof. But after that, I'm telling you, you guys really will start to forget about this. There's patients like Dr. Optimus. I hope you remember that. He, he texted me like um, I invited him to a roundtable not that long ago. He said, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to phase out. So you won't see him anymore. He, he's, he's gone. Um, th that's, this happens. This is like I tell you, the LTV, lifetime value of a, a statue lengthening patient is about two years. Okay. Same thing with discrepancy patients. Like once you hit full recovery or even before that, once you're feeling good and you've gone back to normal life, no pain, that residual pain that reminds you that you had this done, you forget you had it done. You're just taller and you're just living your life, your best life. So that is the truth. That is what I see on the back end that you guys don't see so i wanted to kind of share that insight with you all right let's keep it moving um did i answer that question yeah but if you guys are out there five to ten year old patients <laughs> or people who had it done that long ago feel free to contact me we'd love to have you on so don't be shy <laughs> do what these guys are doing here join the panel all right um av have you received my muffin bag <laughs> yeah you're always making the jokes alexis all right um here we go this other question then we're going to take two more and then we'll be done so LS, do you, do any of you feel guilty for getting taller in the sense that you know how people who were shorter than you or same height and now you are taller while they're still short? So this kind of was based off the one we asked earlier, but let's just take one person's take on this. Um, Jacob, I haven't heard from you in a bit. So what do you think? Like, let's say you had a cousin or your sister. I think you had a sister, right? That's what I remember. And, um, well, it's going to be hard for a sister, but let's got to be a guy. Um, probably sure my cousin i have a cousin that's uh maybe a little bit taller than me um prior to my prior height he might yeah. be like, like 10 and i'm gonna be taller than him now um oh, do i yeah. feel guilty hell no dude like, <laughs> i'm freaking excited to get tall like i do not feel guilty one bit like i went through hell i'm still going through hell for this yeah. um yeah there's no way i'm feeling guilty for this um i put money into this i did the surgery i took action i deserve this you know um i would I would think people who like lie about it to, um, you know, get, um, and, and get into like long-term relationships, those people might feel guilty. Um, mm -hmm. you shouldn't lie about it once you get into something like kind of more committed. Cause, um, you know, there's like longer term applications on, Hey, maybe they're thinking about like their child's genetics or whatnot. But like, aside from that, no, no way I'm feeling guilty. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, I got one more person's take on that um, from a current patient. Uh, let's see. Daniel, what do you think? Do you have any relatives or friends that you were about the same height or 
uh, shorter than before, but now you're taller than that. Do you feel guilty at it, uh, about it at all? Or is it like, Hey man, I earned this. <laughs> no, not guilty at all, man. No, not, not guilty. <laughs> no. I mean, um, I was kind of like average among my family members. They were not really tall. Like honestly, like most of them were shorter, like, or yeah. the taller one, just maybe a bit taller than me. But no, man, like I really wanted to break that barrier. My mentality was just for any, sh I was representing all the short kings who wanted to be taller, right? <laughs> I wanted to say there is also, like, there is a possibility for all you, all of us, even though it was really tough, uh, but it's still possible. You just yeah. need a big why, you need a yeah. strong why for why you're doing this, but Absolutely. no regrets at all. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I think that everybody else on the panel probably can concur with that. So, all right, let's ask a uh, last couple questions here. Uh, ben, Victor, can you can you consider me the MVP of all your live streams? Can I be the mod in the chat? You know what? You know what? I think you will. I'm gonna deem you the the the, the mod the new moderator in the chat because I don't think we have one anymore. I think uh, Thorfinn, who used to be here, he I think he's probably not doing it anymore. So, um, yes, you can. So I will. Um, I will try to, I got to figure out how I can do that on the back end of YouTube. I'll add that because, but be good, Ben. So anybody who's like saying unnecessary things, you can just kind of kick them out or whatever, but just moderate, but be fair. Let them talk their mind too. All right. Uh, Miles Horn is asking, does the lengthening of the femur distort your proportions to your tibia? Yes. Over a certain extent. It also depends on your current proportions. So if you have long femurs, then it's going to make it worse. And if you have short femurs then it'll make it better but if they're average then it can over a certain threshold usually like that six centimeters you'll start to see it i think Faye just brought up a fantastic portrayal of his um mock-ups last week or yeah maybe last week the week before um and you can go in the discord and check follow his uh his lengthening journey and see that picture and you can kind of get an idea of what it will look like for yourself if you're average which he was so yeah i didn't want to um you know give him too much but you can join the discord there's a link below the the video here all right. Um, all right. Last question. We got it. This is it. This is it. Last question, Khalil. I got to give you this because you had a great question earlier. For all the patients, what was the moment that triggered you to decide 100% that you're going to get the surgery done? So we're going to go around. Everybody's going to answer this, and then we're going to do our outro. So, DJ Cyborg, starting with you. The moment that I decided 100%, I I can't really remember. It's so long ago. This was so long ago because I, I was. During during COVID, like uh, if I could do it, I would have a hundred percent done it then. So I can't really remember. It's just been too long. Okay, gotcha. Um, Phaedrus, what about you? I so without sharing too much, I had a personal. I had a breakup last November, and I've been in long term relationships for like the past ten years. So I never really thought too much about my height until recently. Mm. But then, uh, on reflecting, I think it's not one moment as much as it is like a culmination of just like fifteen years of experiences of feeling like something was just kind of off. And my own my my family is relatively tall. My dad and my brother. Um, so for me, it's more of kind of like reflection, being single. A lot of things came together. I learned about it. I had, had a consultation with Victor, uh, talked with patients, and uh, it, it felt right. And I moved forward with it. That's awesome. Very cool. What about you, Jacob? What was the point where you knew you were going to get this done? Um, a couple things. I think it started with the buildup of, you know, just like going out with 
girlfriends and then just seeing how um oh um how much like taller guys are more idolized um and you know i just did some research too um back then and seeing that someone from who's five eight and a half to five eleven point six five you go from the 45th percentile of men in america to i think the 84th percentile and wow. and you even jump like 50 percentile into the 95th percentile in like asia so it's actually a huge jump just being three inches even though i was average height before um but the final nail in the coffin was when i put down a 200 video consultation with the doctor and i didn't want to waste 200 dollars, so i decided to give him seventy thousand dollars more to do <laughs> surgery so yeah <laughs> it's like here 200 but I, I might as well just go all in here's 70 grand more no, that's funny man yeah. um you know but i think that's that's incredible it's like you just realize that there's certain aspects of your life like phaedra said that experiences that you had time to sit down and reflect and say hey look what do i want my life to look like um going forward very cool uh mx what about you like you're you're still in the prospective patient research phase, so you probably haven't fully decided 100%. So this may not apply to you 100%. <laughs> but if you considered it, what would be like that driving force or the main reason why you would get it done? Um. So basically, what everyone else just said, I I completely agree with that. It's not just like one specific thing that's gonna drive me to get it. So it'll be like a combination of like things over the years. Um. Before I hit like 20. Um. Well, actually, between the ages of like 18 and 20, I didn't really like care about it that much. Um, but before 18, I was always comparing myself to my friends. And like my friends were like um, growing a lot taller than me and um, I'd be staying the same height. And I'd be um, getting up every day, like measuring myself, see if I've grown a little bit, you know, um, mm. through sleep or whatever. And I'll be trying out different things. But um, after a while, I just kind of gave up. And then after I hit 20, um, I noticed my little brother was getting taller than me and he's actually uh grown to be quite tall now he's like six foot i'm still stuck at five seven so um that's one of the driving factors and um the other one is like just the social aspect of it you know it's just i feel like I, my life would be a lot more fun and i feel a lot more comfortable um just being that much a little bit taller you know mm -hmm. um, like a, a combination of things very good answer. I love that. So it was like you said, everybody said a culmination of things that added up to it and always the little brother getting taller than you that, yeah. <laughs> that can scare things. So very cool. I'll I've seen that happen. I still what? fuck him up though. Like, you, know <laughs> you drop it, drop his ass, huh? Yeah. I love it. Very cool. Um, nailed legs. What about you? So again, prospective patient stage, but what would be your main reason why you would get this done? I would say uh, I'm probably about 95% there, but I really uh, resonated with what uh, Phaedrus said, and I uh, really agree with what, uh, you know, all the points he made. I would say for myself, just really understanding, uh, you know, the halo effect, understanding, you know, pretty privilege, um, you know, and, and those are real things. And so this, I would even say this, this isn't something that I want to do, but it's something that I have to do. And that's really my mentality when it comes to this. I, uh, I mean, I even just, I just got a new job actually today. I signed the offer letter. And so everything I'm doing now is actually in pursuit of this. I've already been saving pretty aggressively, but now with this new job, you know, I'll have uh, everything I need, you know, within the year. And wow. I would say as long as nothing changes between now and, uh, you know, a year from now, 
I'm definitely going to do it, but, you know, I just say 95% because of course, you know, some strange, you know, external factor could come along and change things for me. But, uh, financially I'm on track to, uh, you know, meet my goals within a year and then some, uh, so that's kind of where I'm at, I would say. Very cool, man. I mean, financial, financial aspect of this thing is one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people. And you already have that down. And then I like what you really said about, I need to get this done. I have to get this done. And for me, that was the thing is like, look, I had bodybuilding. I had all this stuff. I didn't have to get in. It's elective procedure, but when you make it in your mind, a need or a have to, it's going to happen. And what Jacob did, like he, he, he kind of just took action. He thought about it for a small period of time. He, he did it quickly, but he took action, right? Jacob. Yeah, man, you have great memory, dude. I, I do. talked to I you do. like over a month ago. <laughs> yeah, man, but it, it's it's what it's all about because look, you can overthink yourself, outthink yourself, overthink this this whole decision making process. And Neil Legs is doing it. I think that if you know for a fact that this is something you want to do, you're going to automatically get up to that ninety percentile. Then it's going to be like just a smooth, a few logistics, like things like financial. Uh, maybe like figuring out the environment, the staying, the surgeon, those things last 10% you can figure out, but like 90% of it is your choice or the patient's choice. It's like, it's your legs, it's your body, it's your height. It's all of this is yours. So getting to that point where you make the decision. And that's why I try to provide this resource with all these patients telling about their testimony because then they can, other patients can hear this and then they can say, Oh, okay. I'm just like him. Neil legs. I, I agree with you. I just got a new job and it's like, I'm saving up. And I want to get this done too, or Phaedrus or DJ Cyber. Like they just, you each have people who align with you. You're, you're the avatar for each uh, person out there. So very cool. Um, Daniel, uh, what about you? What was the point where you knew you were going to get this done hundred percent? It's actually like an interesting question. Cause I, I went back to Turkey to, I, we filmed a big documentary only about this. It's really like on that aspect of it. I'm mostly talking about this aspect and what, was the reason that I went and did it. But I can relate to all of the things that these guys said with the difference that I was being affected by it like 24-7 for the, I don't know, from being seven years old to 25 until I reached it, until I got it done. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was just being affected severely, man. Like I knew like I couldn't live like this and like, I had to get it done. Like it was my life dependent on it. Honestly, my life really depended on it. It wasn't just like elective thing for me. Mm. And I could really relate to the thing that's saying, yeah, the shorter kids in the family were getting taller. The, the everything, every aspect of it that you you feel like more of like a, I can't say like a, how can you say like a lower value guy or whatever, but like the taller guys are being more respected. All of them, all of them were just added up and let me to like just be 100% confident to go through it and not just go through it but actually go through it and like going through hell and sharing that and like with and coming back on top and kind of bring out the hope for a lot of daniels not just me for a lot of yeah. people what which i realize realize like there there are a lot and it's getting a bit more and yeah. I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about that. I hope you guys go and watch that if you if you really like consider like it's it's in a, I explained in a deeper like really like in details everything. Yeah, man, that's that's huge, man. You did. I saw that documentary. You sent me the link in the WhatsApp, and uh, I think it's incredible. You should you should drop so people can see it in the Discord or something. I I think that 
all your points make sense. It's like getting limb lengthening done well, for whatever reason is something that you you have to, you have to make yourself believe that you have to get it done, and it'll it'll happen. You know, it's like manifesting mentally. Manifestation is a true thing. It's a real thing. So, very cool. Oh, we have uh, JP here. <laughs> I just saw that. What's up, JP? He says, "Big up, Daniel." <laughs> very cool. Thanks, and then, man. Amen. Appreciate it speaking on the panel but i'm a little late so i can't talk awesome guys that was an incredible live stream literally i put this out like last minute and all you guys joined we had like 10 12 people on here it was incredible thank you so much to everybody on here i want to say dj cyborg phaedrus jacob mx nailed legs we had bobby earlier we had daniel's new life and i think we had one more person i can't remember who but i want to thank every single one of you for coming on sharing your experiences from prospective patients current patients past patients and then everybody in the chat for watching as well um again if you guys want to follow any of these patients uh leg lengthening journey i'm sure they're going to be posting it in the discord which is growing pretty well um so the link is below this video you can just click it get a discord and just follow along and just chime in and just support all these guys and maybe you'll be sharing your own journey one day so um yeah guys so hopefully next week we'll have um a leg length discrepancy roundtable and then maybe a stature lengthening roundtable hopefully in the same week i'm going to try to work hard this week and get some content out that going on and then the following week i'm going to really work hard to try to get the launch of this new service out a lot of patients have been asked about it i know dj cyborg <laughs> you asked about it directly i'm working on it man it's 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 hard but we're, we're getting there um yeah guys that's all i want to say i don't want to hold you up anymore appreciate you all and um till next time this is victor from cyborg for life and the amazing panelists that we have here signing out we'll see you guys next time peace